Miss Lana Wilson always did things the perfect and proper way. So when she killed herself, it was no surprise that she got it right the first time. Unlike 16-year-old Jeremy Howell, whose rope broke, leaving him paralyzed after breaking his neck, and 40-year-old Harry Tills, who ended up a vegetable living in a nursing home. No, Miss Lana Wilson knew what she was doing. She got herself a thick, sturdy rope to carry her weight, stood on an old wooden chair, and let it fall. She was found on a Saturday morning, just as the sun was beginning to rise, by Mr. Wallace Denton, the newspaper delivery man she'd known for years. He found her gently swinging from a wooden beam in the ceiling off her living room, for everyone to see. The drapes had deliberately not been drawn the previous night, so that she could be seen from the street. The rose-colored dress she wore stood out against the background of the yellow walls, like a neon sign. She lived on Beach Road all of her 78 years, residing in the same two-bedroom brick house she'd been born in. She'd seen people come and go, and had lived her life quietly, writing comments to the local paper and sending letters to the various editors of magazines, which she stuck proudly on the wall. There was a letter in the late 60s to the school board to allow girls equal access to the gym as the boys to the PTA about the importance of sex education, to the mayor when a sidewalk was put in taking up half of her front yard and the one when she expressed a total and complete displeasure with the new traffic circle and speed bumps along Beach Road, which she felt turned her usually calm drives into carnival rides. Nothing was too big or too small to escape her notice. But with the changing of the neighborhood, so it was with her letters and her impact. Her letters and opinions were rarely acknowledged anymore. She no longer recognized the neighborhood she'd grown up in. The Watsons, who lived across the street with a brood of six boys, had moved in only seven years earlier. They had destroyed much of the serenity that had existed with their pumped-up cars, which they raced up and down the street and constant late-night parties on the weekends. Regina Musgrove and Thelma Madkin, who'd been Lana's two closest friends, had moved away. One was in an assisted living facility, the other in a senior retirement community. When she had more independence, Lana had visited her friends on a regular basis, sharing stories about catching one of her neighbor's kids trying to steal vegetables from her garden, and the youth being scared silly to find that she had rigged an elaborate alarm system that went off alerting the entire neighborhood.